Welcome to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleeves. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Jolly Jarvis, and I'm here today to talk to you about price. But before I get started on that, first a quick update. So what's been going on in the world of selling without sleeves? Well, it's mostly, to be fair, all about the book funnel. I have had an actual physical copy of the book in my hands. Um, the uh, font is a little bit faint. The um, quality of the resolution on the cover needs a little bit of improvement. And so um, it's back to the original guys to, to get those changes done and then sending it back to um, the printers to get that sorted. My feeling with it was, you know, it seems a bit finickety. However, you know, you want that first impression to be decent. Um, and so, you know, quality wise, it's not quite there to have the impact and, and, and represent itself in, in the best way possible. And so um, that's going to get addressed. And then we can go from there. And um, the plus point is that um, it wasn't the printing company saving on ink, which apparently um, she found quite funny, which must mean that they don't actually uh, use ink like that anymore. Um, so it's not actually going to cost any more, which was my sort of expectation was actually um, if we're making these quality improvements, then the price is going to go up of the individual items to be printed. However, that is not the case, which is great news. Um, so that's it on that score. Then we've got... We've got the actual funnel guys working on the funnel build. We've had the first sort of um, retake back and the images I wasn't happy with. That <laughs> if you ever go into something like Shutterstock, uh, obviously other organisations are available for stock images. The If you type in businesswoman, it's really interesting what comes up. Um, businessman does not provide the same provocative images that you get when you put in businesswoman, which is kind of funny kind of very very sad but anyway so yeah so they're gonna have to be um, updated and, and changed on the creative side but obviously the the copy's in there and it's in there as we're wanting it to be and then as part of the funnel people will go through into a webinar and the webinar slides have been created and so it's just final sign off on those and literally just after recording this I'm going to be recording the thank you page on the upsell to for it to go out as a video the joys i have to go and put my face on because i don't need my face for um podcast but i do when i get in front of a camera so lots going on as ever but um exciting things and, and that bit's closer to um to launching the this the book funnel itself the book is available on amazon um however it is a, a more um expensive price than um, what will be available through the funnel to encourage people through the funnel it, it yeah it feels like we're just just waiting on getting the funnel sorted so i can direct people into that but yeah it's, it's all very exciting lots happening but yeah it's just so busy but isn't it always so Without further ado, guys, let's get on with today's podcast. So moving on to price. The thing with price is it's a major sticking point for lots and lots of people. Whenever I speak to people, they are the vast majority of the time, people are undercharging. And that's the biggest issue that clients come to me with. Um, I've had very few which are overcharging. Um, Vast majority undercharging and feel really awkward asking for what they're, they're even currently asking for, which is way less than what they should be. It tends to come from a lack of confidence, but I do believe that is totally fixable and I'm yet to be proven wrong. So let's look at it in two different elements. You've got mindset and you've got knowledge. 
those two combined are going to give you the confidence that you need to provide information and talk around price without feeling awkward, without feeling a lack of confidence and a level of uncertainty. Okay, so we need to work on those two elements in order to get in that position. So let's start with mindset. Uh, back uh, a good few months ago now, um, I think it was September, October time of last year, I interviewed a guy called Chris Richards and he talked around detaching yourself from the outcome and not relating your own outlook of your own self-worth or anything else to your business. And that is a very, very healthy suggestion. It's a very healthy approach to have when it comes to um, your relationship and how you know you relate to your business and, and what your business means to you otherwise you run um the the risk of having a very unhealthy relationship where you get bad feedback or a complaint or um or even just neutral feedback um and you take it to heart you see it as a reflection on yourself um it gets you down in the dumps it makes you feel um you know that you should maybe give up that you're no good at this we have all been there we've we've all got out of balance got out of kilter um with the way we look at, at information um that we get back about our business versus information about ourselves your business is um a separate entity it's not a part of you it might feel like a part of you <laughs> uh trust me it may feel like a part of you on a regular basis but actually it's you know it's an individual element okay you use your skills to provide that outcome you are an employee of that business um and it's best to look like that even if technically you're a sole trader it's best to see yourself in in that position because you're detaching yourself straight away from it okay you can't be brilliant you can't be amazing all the time Okay, some days we have good days, some days we have not so good days. It's accepting that and understanding that and working within those parameters. There was a conversation that I had during that podcast episode. Please do refer back to it um, if you haven't listened to it already, um, where we talked around um, the value, okay, and your perceived value. And lots of people, um, they they value themselves based on the sort of monetary value um, that they are charging oh I can't you know I can't charge that for me um, and you know and this comes from a place of, of lack of confidence and also a lack of awareness of what else is out there I had a call recently with somebody who is in the financial services sector and they were offering a service a, a, an introductory um, element um, offering I should call it um, to their um, ideal customers the problem was was it was so it was priced as a no-brainer and I totally get the intention behind that however what had happened was something that you know actually I want somebody who knows what they're doing but it wasn't priced at an element uh, price of somebody who knows what they're doing now you know in case you haven't heard my parachute analogy before um, and if you have you know stick with me it's a good one um, you you have to do a parachute jump and um, you have the choice between a parachute which is five pounds and a parachute which is 200 pounds which parachute are you going to go with now i've only ever met one person who said to me i would go with the five pound one they're a base jumper who knows how to pack their own parachute they have the knowledge they have the experience already to be in a position where they can check they can sense check it they can figure out as long as basically the materials are there they can pack their own parachute for the rest of us our knowledge of parachutes stops way below that point 
I could look at it and I wouldn't know if it's in working order or not. I wouldn't even know if all the elements were there or not. I would have to wait until it opens above my head or not to determine if it was the right buying decision. I will therefore use what resource I do have, which is money, to get myself the best outcome. Okay, I'm buying myself the best outcome by purchasing one from somebody who knows what they're doing. So bearing that in mind, if you want to think about where are your customers coming from? Are they in a position where they are unsure about what the best decision to do is? Are they looking at you as an expert? Are they looking at you as an implementer and actually they know what's going on? A really good example of this is Facebook ads. You've got people in the market who can provide ads and they can implement. You've got a strategy, you've got knowledge, you just don't have the time, okay? They would be somebody who you would say, do this, do this, do this. You'd have a very clear plan for them. You'd create that plan and they would go off and they'd implement it. If, however, and you'd give them the resources, probably the images, the ad copy to plug into that those ads and, and get that campaign built out, they would be your implementer. If, however, you have absolutely no idea how the platform works, you have no idea how to make the most of, of those ads, you have no idea about even, um, you know, paid advertising, you're probably not the best person to write that plan. So you need somebody who has more knowledge, okay? Therefore, you would expect to pay more for somebody who has that knowledge to create the plan, which will then be implemented by them, than the person who just implements a plan. Yeah? You with me? And that's the thing with price, okay, is you need to be thinking around, you want to be thinking around, you should be thinking around. What is it my ideal customer is looking for? Where's their knowledge at? What sort of information? There's no point providing the, all the bells and whistles scenario for somebody who already knows what plan they want somebody to implement. If they don't want any consultation on said plan, there'd be no point providing that as a service. And you see that time and time again with people where they're by, they're offering I've um I was looking for, to get become part of um a higher ticket mastermind group to be around people who are selling um similar things to myself um to you know sharing knowledge sharing experiences and just be around you know you are the sum of the five people you hang around with the most um and i found a really i had a recommendation actually for a really good person but they provide a, an entry level which is really helpful and really great um but they have um an entry level um package where they help you through and they help you through creating a funnel they help you through creating ads they help you through you know writing the copy for that funnel and the design of that funnel and all the technical stuff and they've got all those people what i'm after is the environment of being around those people i don't need all those elements because you know i have one of the best facebook ads people in the world um living in my house um i think he would be a little bit upset if i started to attempt to do them myself i can sell them i can understand the value of them and i can understand what outcomes we can achieve but i cannot do the implementation and you know equally you know i've got amazing copywriters around me and so, you know, trying to write my own copy and doing that sort of stuff would also not make any sense. So, you know, I've got to, to play to my strengths. I take that information. I help, you know, I work with my team to, to put that into that structure of the funnel. So I therefore don't need all those bells and whistles. I just want the environment. I just want a mastermind sort of scenario. So that offering isn't for me. And therefore that person and what they currently offer isn't for me. Have I let them know that something else, you know, what, what I would be interested in? Of course I have, because if enough people go, you know what, out the back end of this, I'd love to be part of a group where 
we hang out we talk about our challenges we talk about our achievements um that would be really really helpful and so you know letting them know that enables them to potentially if there's enough demand create something if they so wish but if i don't tell them they don't know so what i'm getting at here is that you need to be pricing yourself at the right level okay and in order to do that you need to be looking objectively at the scenario what is the outcome that that person's wanting where do you know where do my skills fit with that what can I provide what can I do what can I put together your mindset therefore needs to be that this is its own entity I am not that that entire business that business is not me I am an employee of that business and and my skills are used in that and you know sometimes there's going to be good days as I say and sometimes not so good it's accepting that it's accepting that people come with their own baggage with their own understanding with their own expectations and it's marrying those two up and they're not always going to marry up and also that's okay I've touched on with the parachute example and you know looking at what your ideal customer wants and the knowledge side of things what do they what are they looking for what outcomes are they wanting what how are they wanting it to be packaged and listening to that is going to enable you to come up with something that they is going to tick those boxes and then therefore if it's ticking those boxes then they're going to see the value in it and therefore in the value of it they're going to be willing and wanting to part with their money now it's the outcome okay we're looking at outcomes we're looking at the value okay that value isn't a reflection of how much you're worth it's about how much that's worth to that person okay it's not about you it's not about the skills you provide it's about the outcome that this person is wanting and the example that um when i was talking to chris um came up was around if you were to provide mindset so you're helping somebody unblock um a mental block around um around pricing around getting their business up and running for instance so getting their business up and running if that person was a highly skilled individual um specialist who could you know demand a lot of money say for instance a dentist who does reconstructive you know does dental implants you know they can charge in excess of two thousand pounds for those implants looking you know the other end of the scale somebody who prints t-shirts who does it as a bit of a sort of hobby job on the side they're not going to be able to come you know command as, as much money for those t-shirts they're equally not going to do the volume in the same way because it's it's more of a hobby job it's less of a focus so therefore the outcome of that of being able to get out of their own way start their business is going to or get themselves out there and market their business is going to be um, much greater to the person the specialist dentist okay so bearing that in mind who do you want to be working for because you need to, to marry up that outcome for that person and therefore, you need to be pricing accordingly. So look at the facts, look at the information, but keep yourself detached from um, that outcome. It's not a reflection on you. It's not a reflection on your value. It's a reflection on the value for that person. If you want to work with people who do create t-shirts part-time, that's brilliant. But be aware that you've got a, a, a limit to how much you can charge. Equally, if you were to approach the dentist who does implants and say, hey, for 20 pounds you want to come along to my workshop and I'll talk to you about marketing your business or getting out of your own way so you can market your business they're probably going to go thanks but no thanks and it's a no-brainer price but it's a no-brainer to say no because they're you know they want that specialist information and they believe that it's going to because of the value it provides it will cost a lot more and they would be right don't be the five pound parachute in the 200 pound parachute market knowledge let's move on to knowledge so the key thing with knowledge is have your facts straight 
Yep, know your market, understand what else is out there. It's very easy to think, you know, I reckon I should charge X amount for this because of the value that I provide this person. However, what's other people charging for the same outcome? If you don't know how much somebody is charging for that same outcome, then you need to find it out. Your competition isn't somebody who does exactly what you do. It's your competition is somebody who provides the same outcome as you do because that's what your customer is interested in. They might be interested in the journey. They might want something which is, you know, less painful, um, easier. You know, if somebody was to say, I can provide you with a tablet which makes you four dress sizes smaller um, or are you could, their competition being um, a personal trainer who can, you know, exercise you within inches of your life and make you eat, you know, an exciting food let's say um for you know six months to get the same outcome which one are you going to go with yeah so you know the mode of getting the outcome is the same as is the mode of outcome is important but in the vast majority of cases it takes around the same sort of time you're looking at the outcomes they are your competition how do you fare against that competition if you were the pt competing against that tablet then you've got to look at okay what's the plus point Okay, what the plus point is, is is all the health improvements and improvements to mental health, physical health that you can make along the way along that journey that you don't get from the tablet. There are ways around it, but until you understand if there's a tablet, if there's a fast way, if there's a slower way, if there's an alternative way, if there's a less painful way, if there's a more painful way, you don't know what you're selling against. So make sure that you are aware. Don't go around with your blinkers on. You know, be aware of what's out there. Be aware of what's coming out there in your market and what is your competition now and what could be your competition in the future. A very good example of that is like the you know electronic car market cars diesel vehicles petrol vehicles you know the, the the world is looking to electronic as the answer so coming up with a new petrol vehicle right now is probably not a good idea so look at what's on the horizon look what's in store for the market look what's going on what external factors are influencing to figure out what price is what price you should be charging what price you'll be looking to charge in the future you can create a fossil fuel vehicle right now and that can be amazing but are people going to be able to drive it they're going to be able to afford it are they going to be willing to pay for it are they going to be able to pay for it in you know 10 20 years time or are they going to be heavily penalized or is it just going to be you know that's it we're not having them anymore so you know you need to be looking around and see what's going on this is all going to affect your price if somebody can provide a quicker alternative to what you're doing then maybe you need to price yourself accordingly if that person has 40 years experience and mountains of social proof and you have no social proof and four minutes of experience then you're probably going to price yourself um, differently equally if you are the quickest route to that outcome in the market why are you charging less than somebody who takes a lot longer to get the same outcome okay so it's a very much a sense check where do i fit and does my pricing reflect that so guys to summarize mindset you want to be thinking about the outcome for your customer what that means to your customer and therefore what you should be charging don't let it be a reflection on what you feel you are worth because it's not about that from a knowledge point of view look at the facts look at the information look at what else is out there look at the alternatives where do you fit what's going on in your market who's providing the same sort of outcome and how are they doing it how do you compare to that are you more enjoyable are you less enjoyable and what can you do to reflect that what should you be doing to reflect that you know at the end of the day guys 
you know some people are morally driven and they are keen to provide a lower price because they think it's fair and that's absolutely fine if that's what you want to do but make sure that you are aware of it and you make it clear in your marketing so that your ideal customer understands that and they're able to make the most of it there's no point going on a on a moral crusade of you know reducing the cost of accessing something if people aren't made aware that that's why you're doing it and there's no other sneaky suspicion, you know, take the COVID jab right now. AstraZeneca decided to um, not make any profit from it. I think, I believe it's about the £4 mark. Um, don't bother correcting me if I'm wrong because it's the point is, you know, it's the, the value is in, is in the example, not in the facts and figures, but I believe it's about £4. Um, the Pfizer, I believe, is about £15 and they are making profit from it. Now, if somebody was to say to me, we can jab you in the arm and that can help you um, avoid getting COVID, uh, one costs £15 and one costs £4, I'm going to go, you know what, I'm going to go with the 15 because what have they been doing with the 4 If I understood the background behind it, then I would be like, yep, I'm choosing that AstraZeneca one because they're not wanting to profit out of me and, you know, I'm actually quite happy um, for, for an organisation to do that and, and not make the most out of this scenario. So, educate your ideal customer to enable them to make an informed decision and choose you for the right reasons because you're trying to help them anyway guys i think i've labored that enough as you can tell um, i've gone off piste at times because price is something that i'm really really passionate about um, so many people get it wrong so many people undercharge for the value they are providing to their ideal customer um, so many times you think oh that is a billy bargain that's because that person isn't seeing the true value um, to their ideal customer in what they are doing. So make sure your price reflects your true value to the ideal customer and price yourself according to what else is available in the market. That way, when you go into a sales call, you're going to feel a lot more confident and a lot happier sharing that price, spreading the word and, apologet and, and unapologetically stating how much what your solution is. Without further ado, guys, I am going to leave it there for today. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye for now. Happy selling. Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you are listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.